Good morning. It's so great that you've joined us for this second week in our One Thing series. In this series, we consider a number of stories in the Bible where people focus on one thing. As we look at each of these statements, we learn something of what is truly important, of what truly matters. Last week, we considered the words of King David, where he says, One thing I ask is to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And if you missed that message, I really encourage you to go back and do our YouTube channel and uh, watch it after this message. You know, once you're here, stay here now. It's great. Particularly in this time where many miss physically gathering together in church, I think it's a really important message to, to get into us. And so uh, I encourage you to do that. This week, we consider the words of Jesus when he says to a rich young man, One thing you lack. So when I was a kid, my mum used to make toffee. Uh, I forget the exact recipe, but basically it involves a lot of sugar. And when it was made, it was poured into little cups. Uh, it was hot and it was poured into these little cupcake cups and left to cool. And when it became cool, it became very hard. And whenever I was given one of these, I was given a warning. And the warning was, don't bite down on it. Don't eat it too quickly. You know, you, you would achieve nothing except maybe breaking your teeth. Anyone else get that kind of warning? I know you can't respond to me, but, you know, think about it. Uh, sometimes when I tell this story, um, people will say they were given that kind of warning when they were given boiled sweets or, or maybe chopper chops. Well, the story we have to look at today is a bit like that. You know, it, it can take some time to savour and dissolve into us and you can't just bite it off quickly. So even though we can have a short time with it uh, now, I want to encourage you to keep thinking about this story and what it means and what it says to you over the next uh, week, at least until we have another story to save her next week. So a rich young man comes and kneels at the feet of Jesus or, or throws himself at Jesus' feet and asks a question. Let's, let's read from Mark 10, verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus' response is, is interesting, right? Mark 10, 18. Why do you call me good? Jesus answers. No one is good except God alone. I love that. He doesn't answer the guy's question. He stops and challenges the greeting. Actually, this is an extremely profound response. It's like someone drops a piano into the middle of the conversation. You know what I mean? Has that happened to you? Jesus says no one is essentially good and morally perfect except for God. I'll think through the logic here for a minute. The young man has called Jesus good. No one is good except for God. So either Jesus is God... Or the rich young man is wrong. That's profound, isn't it? You can see with that for a while and think about it, couldn't you? I mean, if you're really truly in the presence of Jesus, the Son of God, then you have to acknowledge that he is God or you're wrong. Anyway, the young man doesn't get any time to think about that. Jesus goes right on and he asks him about whether or not he knows the commandments. The young man does. And look what he says. Teacher, he declares, all these I have kept since I was a boy. So the young man isn't just good, uh, isn't just wealthy, he's a good guy. Actually, in those times, if someone is wealthy, it was seen as God's blessing. They were doing things right, and so God was blessing them. Uh, if you think about it, there are still people in our world today, in this day and age, who believe something similar. The belief that if you uh, do all the right things, then you'll be blessed. And conversely, if you don't do the right things, you'll be cursed. Well, this guy claims to have kept all the laws. And he's obviously being blessed, so it must be true. Uh, also, when the guy claims to have kept all the laws since he was a boy, Jesus doesn't correct him, rebuke him, or challenge him in any way. He doesn't even raise an eyebrow. So 
according to the common wisdom, this young man is rich and morally upright and pure and exactly the kind of guy who's going to get into the kingdom of heaven. He was the poster boy for the kingdom of God. So, why is he asking the question? Why has he come to Jesus and dropped on his knees even to ask this question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Was he maybe pulling a stunt? Maybe was it a dare? I don't think so. None of the three records of this story from Matthew, Mark or Luke suggest that there was any trickery or fakery going on. His question is genuine and his desire to know the answer is genuine. So why is he asking? Does he simply want Jesus to affirm him in some way? Give him an attaboy? Was he blind maybe? Could he not see the blessings he had in his life? Could he not see that God had already clearly marked him out for the kingdom? The truth was he could see his blessings but he couldn't see what he really needed. He needed something more. He wanted to know what to do to get it. Everyone looked at the rich young man and wanted to be like him, but he didn't feel enough himself and was looking for more. Mark 10, 21, 22, Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. What started as a discussion about getting into the kingdom of God has suddenly become about money. A rich young man comes to Jesus asking about how to get into the kingdom of God and despite being the poster boy for the kingdom of God. And Jesus' answer is to give away everything you have. Well, this is where we need to remember that disclaimer about boiled lollies and toffees and biting down too quickly. Because if you do that at this point of the story, you'll come to the literal understanding that Jesus says that unless you give away everything you have to the poor, then you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven means anyone who has wealth isn't going to go to heaven. That's tough because by any measure, Australians are richer than 95% of the people on this planet. And Jesus goes on, he says, it's harder for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I used to think about that as a kid. A bit of a dark view as a teenager and I used to... Bit of a, a bit of a lark. I used to say it would be possible to get a camel through the eye of the needle. All you needed was a shotgun, a really big blender, and a funnel. <laughs> Forget that. Uh, what Jesus is really saying is he's using a turn of phrase to say it's impossible. It's like hell's going to freeze over before a rich man will get into the kingdom of heaven. In fact, what Jesus is saying is you can't get into the kingdom of heaven, and that is shocking. The disciples were amazed when they heard Jesus say it too. Let's go back to the question asked by the rich young man. Mark 10, 17. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus' point and the whole point of this sermon is that the question is fundamentally flawed. Think about it. You can't do anything to inherit something. You simply have to accept the inheritance when the time comes. In a similar way, you can't get your way into heaven. You just have to accept it when the time comes. I wonder if he stopped and thought about that initial greeting and challenge. 
I wonder if you've thought about it a bit as we've continued to talk. Mark 10, 18, why do you call me good? Jesus answers, no one is good except for God alone. The whole thing comes down to this response. The first thing Jesus says in response isn't just a, a philosophical throwaway line to get the young guy to think. It's the answer to the question the young man didn't even know he was asking. The young man didn't think he was good enough. He didn't know that he was already loved by God. This is the one thing he lacked, the knowledge of the love and acceptance of God. He comes to Jesus who says, who he says is good, the son of God. He thinks Jesus can tell him what to do to know that he is good enough. Jesus, the one who is good, looks at him and loves him, but the young man doesn't see it because his wealth is in the way. What he doesn't get is that if he doesn't know the acceptance of God when he has nothing, that he will never know the acceptance of God when he has everything. That's the message for you. If you don't know the acceptance of God when you have nothing, when you have no money, when you have no friends, when you have no influence, when you have no health, if you don't know the acceptance of God when you have nothing, you will never know the acceptance of God when you have everything. Let me challenge one step further. If you have everything and you don't know the acceptance of God, then sell everything you have, give to the poor and follow Jesus. It is worth it. It's worth everything. Let me pray with you. If you have the ability, I wonder if I could ask you to kneel, to, to physically respond in the way, the same way the young man did when he came into the presence of Jesus this morning. If you're physically not able to kneel, uh, uh, maybe you could raise your hand. In some way, respond physically to this prayer and join me in this prayer. Let's pray. God of all light, love and truly goodness. I pray that whoever hears this message, that you would give them a deep spiritual strength and energy. Please fill each with your spirit that they might know the love that dwells in their hearts. May they, having been grounded in love, be ever more capable of comprehending the length, breadth, height and depth of your love, which is endless. May they know the love of Jesus. May they know that Jesus looks at each one and loves them. May they have the richest experience of God's presence in the everyday moments of life. May they live like they are people who are truly forgiven. May each have what that rich young man lacked, a knowledge of the love and acceptance of God in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.